Hello, everyone. My name is Rick Thomas, and you are listening to the Life Over Coffee podcast. And for those of you who are joining my joining me by video, thank you so much for doing that. I have a fantastic topic, and what I want to talk about in this particular episode is fasting. Now, when you think of fasting, I guess the first question that you want to ask is where does it rank in your list of disciplines that you employ regularly? I know that you pray regularly and you read your Bible, you study your Bible, that's important. You have biblical fellowship with people. You do the work of discipleship, possibly do the work of evangelism as well as you take the gospel far and wide for the sake of Christ. But where does fasting rank on your spiritual disciplines? Now, I appeal to you, don't hang up the phone. Don't go away at this point because this particular episode is is super important for all of us within the Christian community because I want to make the case that fasting is one of the most important things that you can do in your life as far as a spiritual discipline is concerned. But I would imagine that going without food for an extended period is pretty low on the list of most Christians' pursuit of holiness And I think I know why. Now, you know, maybe I could posit it this way. Uh, It would be exceptional. And and I would imagine that virtually everybody that's either watching the video or listening to the podcast has never gone hungry. I mean, has never legitimately experienced hunger pains. You would have to go uh, several weeks, actually. And now, depending on your weight, of course. Uh, but you would have to go many, many days and possibly several weeks before you ever felt legitimate hunger pains, and most people don't uh, know that. What people feel, what they call uh, hunger or hunger pains, it's not hunger. It's not legitimate hunger pains at all. It's because they have trained themselves to eat on a on a regular pattern, and then if they get off that pattern, their body is signaling to them, "Hey, that is time to eat." But those aren't hunger pains. But I would, I would imagine that when people think about going without food, where they skip a meal or two or go a day, you're not going to experience legitimate hunger pains by missing a day. And for some of you, I mean, going literally for weeks. But again, that's not something that we talk about. I think one of the reasons that we don't talk about it is because, well, we it is a humble spiritual discipline, and so we don't talk about it. But I think there's another reason that we don't talk about it as well. We don't want to do it. Uh, it's just something that we don't want to do, and that's probably the majority report. And yeah, there is a humility about talking about or not talking about fasting, but it doesn't mean that we can't or shouldn't talk about it. I mean, we should talk about it, and we can talk about it in a humble way. And I want to put that forth in this podcast because I do think that uh, many Christians are missing out in their pursuit of holiness because they're just not familiar with this particular spiritual discipline. What if I told you it is one of the most vital of the spiritual disciplines? And so I want to talk about it in episode 422. 
Again, thank you so much for joining me. I am Rick Thomas. You're listening to Life Over Coffee. I'm going to be talking about fasting. I trust you have not hung up the phone at this point. But before I get into it, I do want to share uh, three testimonies of people that have written in over the past couple of months. Uh, God has done a work in their life, and, and they just want to share what God has been doing and their appreciation for this ministry. And the reason I want to share these with you, one, to honor them, of course, two, to let you know. But then also for our supporting community, we have people that underwrite our ministry and they don't hear these stories. And And I think it's important for them to hear uh, what they're paying for. Uh, when they know that we give our resources away, they know that they are our revenue stream. And so if they stopped giving, this ministry would cease to exist. We Humanly speaking, we cannot exist without our financial supporters because we don't really have a product that we sell. And so we give our resources away, and a few people have written in and said thank you for it, and I want to share uh, some of those testimonies. Now, one of them is Laura. Laura said, I have benefited and grown so much and use your site and all you share regularly. Such a blessing and excellent Bible-based counseling resources. Thank you, uh, Laura, for taking the time. Uh, for expressing gratitude for what God is doing in this ministry. And then there is Holly. She said, I do appreciate your work. You've helped me so much, especially with very close relationships. Bless you abundantly. And then finally, Anna Maria, she wrote in, she said, your biblical counseling has really impacted my life and has helped my friends who stumble upon your podcast. Thank you for your service to Christ from our church all the way in Cyprus, Grace Evangelical Church, to yours, God bless you, and that is Anna Maria. And, and maybe you don't know that, but our ministry does go around the globe every day, and so we do have the privilege of impacting lives that we will never see on this side of heaven, and so I'm thankful when a few of them will write in and say, I just want you to know what God has done. And then also, for those of you who support our ministry, I want you to hear these stories. Again, it's important for you to know that your partnership with us is doing something, and Laura and Holly and Anna Maria are testifying to that fact. We do reach hundreds of thousands of people every month. And that is something that I'm just, I'm humbled by, and I'm very grateful that God would choose to use our ministry to take the practical message of His Son far and wide. For those of you who are able to partner with our ministry, you can do it in one of three ways, or all three ways if it's possible. Uh, for example, one way is that you can pray for us, and, and I would just love it uh, if many of you would just pray for God's favor on this ministry, specifically for our team, that we would continue to walk in integrity, that we would continue to get along, that we would continue to produce this content that's practical, redemptive, and helpful, and then also that it would reach these people, like Anna Marie in, in Cyprus and other churches around the world, to where we can supplement what is going on in their local churches, and so prayer is important. And then a second way that you can partner with us is, quite frankly, just sharing our resources. Just copy a URL from the browser and just send it to a friend, send it to your pastor, use it in small group. Share our resources. We give them away. And so we want you to give them away too. And then finally, there's a smaller group of you who are able to write a one-time gift, donate. We are a nonprofit 
ministry here in America at 501c3, or you can support on a monthly or annual basis. If you're in that group, we would love for you to be part of our supporting community. All right, so this is episode 422. I'm talking about fasting. Uh, It's an unmentionable, it's an unmentionable, I think, with with many of us. And so it may be a a good way to uh, get into, well, actually, let me give you a warning. I want to do that first. Uh, Please understand and, and hear this clearly. We do not provide medical advice and I am not giving you medical advice. If you're, if you're looking for a way to lose weight or, uh, to solve some other health issue. I am not your guy. This is not your resource. Uh, we are not your ministry. Uh, we are not medical professionals. And so we do not offer medical advice. If you're thinking about fasting, which is the topic of what I'm doing here, then I appeal to you. I warn you. I urge you that you need to talk to your medical provider family members who know you, close, competent friends who know you, and they can speak into your life. I don't know you, okay? I don't know your situation, and so I am not giving medical advice at all. Uh, We are not responsible for any actions or results from this content or any content that we provide on our website. You, You need to talk to those who know you and have the competence in the area or the spheres that you are looking in to bring change in your life, whether it's marriage counseling or if it's this idea of fasting that could affect you physically, Uh, I want you to talk to those who are in your community and have the expertise. We are not the medical community. We do not offer medical advice. Now, I do have some uh, videos here that will help you, so you can go into the show notes of episode 422, and there's some videos of a guy that I watch on YouTube And quite frankly, I I like him a lot. I think he has good information, and I have benefited from it. But from this point forward, I I just want to share with you my history with fasting and and give you some ideas and maybe some tips and things that you don't know, especially for those of you who haven't fasted. I I imagine if you haven't fasted, then uh, there's some things that you might think are true that maybe in reality aren't true at all. Uh, I remember my first fast, and it was was 1988, 1989. I was in Bible college, and my friend Randy Smith, we graduated together in 1990. But Randy and I were talking one night and said, hey, <laughs> let's, let's fast. You know, I'd been a believer for four years. I've never fasted before in my life. And I said, well, hey, let's fast. Or, or he said it. I don't know who suggested it. Uh, but we both agreed. And so we decided that we would do a 24-hour fast, and then we'd come back the next night. We went to night school uh, for those four years of Bible college. And uh, we would report back on the great things that God hath done. And uh, so we did. We fasted for 24 hours. I did it straight up, legit. I didn't cheat. And I'm sure Randy didn't either. And so we came back the next night, and, and we you could tell that we were sheepishly talking about uh, our experience, our fasting experience, and you could almost intuit right from the beginning that it didn't go well for either one of us. And I don't remember what Randy said, but I remember him asking me, and he said, well, how did it go? And and I said a lot of things, but one of the things I told him was that, yeah, so, well, I, I went home, and I, I started fasting. At some time during that 24 hours, you know, I was praying, and I, I began to pray, and my mind wandered over to John, and, and then I began to think about what John 
mindset of Christ. He said, behold, the, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Praise God. And then my mind drifted from John and from that Lamb of God, and I began to think about lamb chops, and then I began to think about food. And, and I said, quite honestly, Randy, all I could think about was food. I mean, it was just a disaster. It was a total disaster. I just wanted to eat. It had been 24 hours since I had food. And so that was my first fast, and I, I think that would probably be common for many of us because we don't understand uh, how fasting works physically in our bodies. And I'm going to talk about that in just a moment, but I want to give you a little bit more of fasting history. Now, I went on, and I, I, I did fast more, and I, I made it through that 24-hour wall and the 48-hour wall and the 72-hour wall, and, and fasting is something that I have practiced on and off throughout my Christian experience from that first horrible night with Randy Smith as I thought about lamb chops, and I just wanted some meat to eat. But then if you move forward uh, 10 or 12 years, I suppose, whatever the timeline is, you know, I met Lucia and we were dating. And so during that dating season, we talked about this and we said, what about uh, if we practice fasting? Now, one of the reasons that we were practicing fasting is because it, it fasting will help you with self-control. And when you're dating, or maybe there's other areas of your life where you want self-control uh, and you want to grow in self-control. Well, there's no question that fasting will help you in the area of self-control. And so what Lucia and I decided to do is that we dated for three years, uh, but we decided that for one year we would fast one week every month, seven days, a water fast. There may have been some juice in there uh, I don't remember, but basically a water fast. And so we did that uh, for a solid year. And so uh, I, I guess the math would be is that we fasted 12 weeks or we fasted three months out of that year, uh, which is a phenomenal thing, by the way, as far as money and food prep and so forth. And so that's something that we did during our dating relationship, and, and we have fasted uh, at different times throughout our marriage as well. Uh, the longest fast has been somewhere between 30 and 40 days, and uh, and then uh, anything you know lower lower than that. But but once you uh, break through the mystery of fasting, and and once you uh, know what the beats are. I didn't know what the beats were on that first 24-hour fast, and I just thought the world was coming to an end, and I was just going to fold up like a weak pup tent, and I, I wasn't going to make it another day. Well, once you get through those barriers, then you know what the beats are, and you know that you can do this, and so there is a confidence that you know what's coming, and so you just you, you just grind through it, and then you step into a wide open place. And I'll talk about that in a moment, but it becomes unbelievably fantastic. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit about intermittent fasting because that's something that is been popularized over the last several years. That's not the kind of fasting that I am talking about. Usually people who get into intermittent fasting, I'm not saying it's wrong. I actually, I think it's a good idea. 
uh, people who get into intermittent fasting, they typically do that for weight loss, and that's fine. You will lose weight when you fast. But I'm talking about not just weight loss and the physical improvement that you can have. I'm also talking about the spiritual benefits of fasting as well. And so there's not as much spiritual benefit to intermittent fasting uh, as there is to just genuine what we understand fasting uh, to to be. Now, intermittent fasting you know, fasting can work. I mean, if that's your goal to lose weight, but the problem is, is that whatever you do, and I think you already know this, that if it's a diet or if it's a root, a seasonal routine, like intermittent fasting, all of that weight is going to come back if that's your goal. And so I'm not a fan of intermittent fasting unless it is a lifestyle change, something that you practice on a regular basis. But I do want to talk about intermittent fasting because some people uh, do it. And and then when you think about intermittent fasting, what you're looking at is, is to you eat during a a prescribed window. Some people would fast for, you know, eight hours and then they would eat for 16. And then they practice reducing that window and, and then they would, you know, eat during a 12-hour window and fast for a 12-hour. And ultimately, if you're going to get the best benefit from intermittent fasting, you want to shrink that eating window down to like a four-hour window and then uh, you're fasting for 20 hours. And that way it allows your body to digest. It allows your body to do what it is supposed to do. One of the things that uh, you might not know or haven't thought about, but the average, I know in in a a first world country like America, uh, your body has never been without food because in order for your body to eliminate all the food out of it, well, I mean, it takes more than 24 hours to do that. I mean, a solid 36 hours, 48 hours for your body to eliminate food. And so most people have gone through their entire lives without the elimination of food from their bodies. And one of the problems with that is that your body is never permitted to do what God has designed your body to do, which is to heal itself because your body spends all of its time processing food. I have described it sometimes like a a dump truck. <clears throat> you sit down at at dinner and you you dump this food into your body and then the next morning, you know, eight hours, whatever, 10 hours later, uh, the dump truck backs up again and you haven't digested fully the food that's already in there. And so another load comes in and then you eat at noon and then at uh, your evening meal again. And so we live in some kind of cycle. And so our body is always digesting. And, and you can think about it, if your body's always digesting, then just logically thinking it doesn't have time to do the healing that it could do because it's always trying to do something with the food that keeps coming in on whatever our cycle is. That's why I say that intermittent fasting, you want to tighten that window up as much as possible. And if you're working with a 420 window, well, then those 20 hours does give you a fighting chance for your body to be released from digesting just a little bit and to be able to accomplish what it could do remarkably well, which is to heal uh, your body. And so that's just a little bit about intermittent fasting. Now, the types of fasting that we have done, we've done intermittent fasting, by the way, Uh, But you can do a water fast, you can do a water juice fast, 
You can do a juice fast. I mean, there's different ways to do it. And there's also various lengths of time that you can fast. I feel like I need to add here again that we're not giving medical, I'm not giving medical advice. I'm just sharing a personal testimony of things that I have done and my own experience. Again, if you want to go down this road or study this road, you have to do that within your own medical uh, medical community. Uh, but there are very lengths, lengths of fasting. And I will tell you the shorter fast are the hardest fast. The longer fast are the easier fast. It's much easier to fast 30 days than it is three days for me. And most people would affirm that. And the reason is, is that uh, if you are in a cycle of eating food, as I was describing earlier, then you have set up that pattern in your body. And so if you go without food for, say, eight hours, your body is going to (laughs) yell at you and say, hey, dude, what's up? Uh, where's the food? Where's the beef? And of course you're trained to do that. And so you give your body the beef and then your body stops bothering you. But if you go through a 36 hour, 48 hour window, eventually your body, your body will realize that you're an idiot and it will stop hassling you about food. And what it will do is that it will go and find food meaning fatty deposits, and it will take care of itself. And now once it does that, once your body stops hassling you, then you're free. And you can go a very long time. Most people can go a very long time without food. Uh, your body is, is going to fight, and it's going to do what it needs to do to, to live. Now, this is my layman's way of explaining this, uh, but and that's how you lose weight. Uh, if you go on a, a 24-hour fast or a a 48-hour fast. I mean, you'll, you have a lot of water loss, and you may think that you've lost weight, but really you haven't. Uh, you really have to go to it on an extended fast if, again, weight loss is uh, your goal. But once you get through the 72-hour window, uh, then your body just stops hassling you. You have no craving for food. There's no groaning in your body whatsoever. And you're free and clear to now enjoy the fast. But that's the part that most people don't go through that barrier. And because of that, they don't experience what I am talking about with a seven-day fast, 10-day fast, uh, 20, whatever, whatever day or length of time that is. Now, as far as the results of this kind of fast, uh, it's just absolutely, it's absolutely phenomenal. It, I mean, it's just phenomenal. I mean, that that's all I can say. I'm going to say more, uh, but it is phenomenal. As far as mental, mental acuity, uh, mental clarity, I've never been more mentally alert and have more mental clarity than when I am fasting, hands down, no question. And the reason is, is, is because my body is now energized. My body's not over here churning, trying to digest food. You know, in the Hispanic community, they have a siesta. After they eat, they want to go to sleep. Well, you've had that experience as well. After you eat, you can feel groggy. Well, the reason is that your body is just working overtime trying to digest that food. Imagine your body had no food to to digest. Not only do you have greater mental clarity, but you also have more energy. 
Again, I'm not offering medical advice, but I go to the gym. I go to the YMCA. I'm, if I'm on a 20-day or a 30-day fast, I, I'll get on a treadmill. I'll get on a bicycle. I lift weights. Uh, I have more energy. I feel better. I feel mentally sharp. It is just a phenomenal thing. Quick story. Uh, years ago in my early counseling career, uh, I, I went and um, I was counseling right after lunch, which is not really a great thing to do uh, in some situations. And in this particular situation, uh, my office was in a very warm room. And so I, I, I had lunch and then I met with this lady and her husband uh, after lunch in a hot office, and I went to sleep on her. Uh, it's the only time that I've ever gone to sleep on anyone uh, in a counseling session, but I felt it coming on, and I just knew it was just like my head was going down, and I fought it. I prayed. I pinched myself. I did all the tricks. I had one leg, one foot off the floor. I was adjusting myself. I was drinking water, uh, doing the squirming that I'm supposed to do, and eventually my head went down and I went to sleep. Well, that's what food can do that to you. Uh, but when your body has nothing like that to do, it does have energy sources to expend. And so the two most important things that I benefited from, from extended fast are greater mental clarity and more energy. And it sounds, actually, it, it, it sounds uh, counterintuitive, uh, but that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And I've experienced it many, many times. Now, another huge benefit is that it does help you in maturing, ongoing mature, uh, maturing of self-control because the battle after three days, I mean, the battle of the first three days, obviously, is self-control. But after that, it's just a battle just to say no. I mean, you look in the pantry and you just walk away. You look in the refrigerator, you walk away. Other people are eating, you just say no. You're at a, a benefit where, or a, a meeting or a conference or, or whatever where food is around. There's always food around. Uh, and it's just a mental game. It's not a physical game at all. It's not a physical game. It's a spiritual game at that point. Because your body is not telling you you want food. It's ignoring you because it knows you're an idiot. And so it's ignoring you. But spiritually, uh, it's a mind game. It's a psychological, mental mind game. It's a spiritual battle. But battle is too hyperbolic because it's really not a battle because your confidence grows. Like God is working in you and he's giving you the grace to appropriate. And so it's not really a battle, but that's because you have matured in this area of self-control. Now, one of the benefits about uh, being able to conquer self-control when it comes to food, you see, self-control in the area of food is not an isolated reality. If you learn self-control in one area of your life, well, it's not contained to that one area of your life. You, you begin to practice self-control in other areas of your life as well. And, and so self-control begins to permeate all of these other areas, but you learn that by resisting the temptation to eat through fasting. And so self-control during fasting, but self-control also begins to permeate 
permeate in other areas of your life, and that is a huge spiritual benefit. Some of the other benefits are you have more time. I mean, you have a lot more time. I mean, I want you to think about all the time that's centered around food. Uh, You make a grocery list or you think about what you need to purchase. You get in your car and you go to the store to buy food. You bring it home. You prepare the food. You eat the food. You you clean up after the meal. There's elimination of the food. You know what I, what I mean. You don't do that, by the way, because there's no food to eliminate. And so there is a, there is a humongous amount of time that you save, which allows you to devote that time to more important things. And it is really phenomenal. It also helps you in your decision making because you don't even have to think about food. What would you like to eat? Well, I'll have a glass of water. Thank you, please. Uh, And so there is a huge amount of time that just frees up. And it, it would be interesting for you to just categorize the amount of time that you spend around food from the thinking of the lists that you need, the things that you need to purchase, to getting in the car, to going and getting them, uh, all the way through that process that I just listed to you. And so time savings is also huge. And then there is financial savings. Uh, Obviously, you're not spending money uh, on food. If you're on a juice fast, for example, you may, I don't know, spend five six dollars a day i mean if you live in the southern part of the united states it's a lot less if you live in california for example it may cost you a hundred dollars a day to buy uh, uh, some juice Um, but the financial savings uh, is also uh, tremendous and then i want to go back around to the spiritual benefits uh, not just self-control not just the mental clarity which is absolutely a huge thing to have that kind of mental clarity. But you have more joy. You have more optimism. You have a better outlook on life. There's an overall spike in your physical vitality, which affects your spiritual vitality as well. My best days of feeling good physically and spiritually are during seasons of fasting. Now, of course, there are some downsides to fasting. If you if you go into a long fast, uh, like say, you know, fifteen days, ten days, it, it depends on uh, if you've ever done it or not. Uh, if you haven't done it, I, I would encourage you to do my lamb chop process and just do twenty four hours and and you know, and be done with it and then just add to. But if you are a person and you're medically advised where you can do an extended fast, uh, what you will find uh, on the length of your fast is that you can become lightheaded if you get up real quick. Uh, you can. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that you need to know that, that you can become lightheaded if you get up too quick. Also, you would need to know that uh, your tongue, for example, on a seven-day fast, for example, especially if you've never done it before, uh, it'll become chalky white. Uh, it'll become chalky white, and, and you'll have uh, the world's worst breath uh, because what's happening is these toxins, because your body has time to heal itself because it's not spending all this time trying to put away this food that you keep putting into your body, what happens, your 
your body's not doing that. And so now it's going and it, it's, it's getting rid of all the poisons and all the toxins in your body. And so they're being expelled from your body and, and bad breath, body odor, and, and also uh, your tongue can become chalky white. There's nothing to be alarmed there. It's just toxins that are being expelled uh, from your body. One of the things that you do is you provide your body time to do what God designed it to do, and that is to heal. And so from a physical aspect, going back to that again, uh, there can be physical healing that comes through uh, fasting. Now let me wrap up. I want to give you my warning again, and then I'll give you a few quick tips as I finish up. As I've said a couple of times now, we do not provide medical advice. And so if you're thinking about fasting, I appeal to you to talk to your medical provider, a, a family member who knows you very well, uh, and that there or close friends that can speak into this. We're not responsible for any actions or results from any of our resources, including this episode 422. And so call to action. Number one, please talk to your medical professional if you're talking if, if you're thinking about taking a fast. Point number two, the first three days are the hardest. Uh, that's just it. And, and, and once you break through that wall, your body is going to give up on you and it's not going to hassle you anymore. And then it just becomes a mind game. And so perhaps if you're starting a fast, if, if you decide to do it and, and your doctor is okay with it, starting a fast when you have time in front of you where you can rest. Uh, sometimes I'll start a fast on like Thursday. If I'm going to do a seven day fast, I may start on the Thursday evening or Friday evening, uh, and that way that gives me the weekend so I can just lay around, I can sleep uh, if I need to. Uh, there's nothing in front of me that's really pressing, and so I, I try to create a buffer of time uh, so that I can just get through that initial window. Now, I will say that at this stage in the game, it's not that big of a problem. I can pretty much fast uh, any time. Uh, because I, I, I know what the beats are and, and, and I know what I have to do. And so it's not much of a problem, but if you haven't done it before, <clears throat> or if you haven't, if you're stepping up your game, maybe you want to do it where you have a few days in front of you, where you know that you have some free time. And if you want to just, you know, you just want to take a nap and, uh, give your body some time to rest or whatever. And so, um, uh, so point number, I think that was point number two. Point number three, prepare your body to be angry with you. <laughs> your Adam ever liveth, and your body will be angry with you, especially if you start this. And even in your best prayer time, uh, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Uh, there's just a short distance between there and, and really wanting to eat some meat. And so your body is going to be frustrated with you, but eventually it will stop bothering you. And that's point number four. Realize that your body will stop bothering you because it wants to survive. And so it's going to go and do uh, what it wants to do to survive. I would appeal to you if you want to explore this further, especially with uh, a people, not in addition to your medical community, uh, that you 
look at these videos that I have linked here in this episode. Also, if you want to jump on our forums, you're welcome to do that, to talk about this. Again, we're not going to give you medical advice, but we'll be glad to talk about this. Our supporting forums are available, and so you're welcome uh, to talk to us on our forums, and we'll be glad to uh, interact with you. And so this is episode 422. I titled it, The Amazing Grace That Comes to those who practice fasting. I trust this has been beneficial. And again, if we can serve you in any other way, please let us know. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.